Friday and we're getting a little green candle to end the week. It's been quite a rough week, but a little green candle to end the week because of the jobs numbers. And that's a brilliant way to end the week. But today is not about this green candle. Today is about a show that originated from this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Keep that guarantee on your purchase. Okay, listen to this. Listen carefully. So wait, hold on, hold on. I just want to get this straight. Are you telling me that the hex yield is not sustainable? Oh my God, this is this one's ridiculous. I actually just filmed with the the new documentary crew. They flew into Las Vegas uh, yesterday to do the highest of stakes. So it's a whole documentary about this hexagons and this cult of actors. And uh, it, it's crazy, man. The, the way Richard designed it, the scheme is so devious because it looks and feels like a safe scheme because you hold your own keys, right? You kind of mint your own yield. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But it's literally designed to fail from the beginning because it creates no economic value. There's no revenue to the token. There's no profits within the token. All of the value creation comes from new money coming in, which is why there's this huge marketing crew of people. They're doing like billboard ads, right? They're like sending stuff to people's houses. They do seminars. It's like Herbalife for crypto. <laughs> it's like Herbalife for crypto. So that's how this whole thing started. And here we are. We've gonna have, we're gonna bring you a Friday banter with Mike, Alfred, Jordi, Alexander, and Richard Hart himself. So you can see my mate Tentino is here. Yo, yo. We have for the, the the Grand Prix here in Holland in Amsterdam. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. But before we do it, here's a little something to get you into the mood. Welcome to the Hexicons. Welcome back to the show. You know why you're here because Richard Hart is here. Um, it's going to be a massive, massive, massive show. It's our Friday banter, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way to end the week. If you look at how we ended the week, bang, Bitcoin's got itself a little green candle. And that is because of the job numbers. The job numbers came out, and believe it or not, they were slightly worse than expected. So, because more people are unemployed, it means the economy is actually slowing down. Um, let me just give you the numbers very, very, very quickly. Uh, in fact, get them from Steve Leesman. Yes, he does the, it way the numbers better than are me. hitting the wires. 315,000. 315 is non-farm payrolls. And if we look at private payrolls, they were 308,000. Now, let's get into the manufacturing. 22,000. That's much better than the 15,000 expected. And the unemployment rate, think household survey here, jumps up to 3.7%. 
So the unemployment rate jumps up to 3.7%. And on the back of that, the Bitcoin price jumps up. You also have two other indicators that I'm looking at. You're looking at the dominance. The dominance is now broken 40% on the way down. Um, and it's very, very, very close to very, very critical lows. If it goes down below 39 or 39.31, then we're in completely, completely uncharted territory. And the last chart that I'm watching today is I'm watching the NASDAQ, which is up 92 points. Uh, as soon as those job numbers came out, I took a look at this chart over here, which shows you what the market thinks the Fed is going to do. The market is still pricing in a 75 basis point rate hike. So that's what's going on in the markets. But you're not here because of the markets. You're here because you want to banter and you want to banter with the best. So first of all, remember, let's give big love to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, of course, NordVPN. If you're in crypto, you need to have a VPN and NordVPN are the VPN people. A VPN hides your IP address and by hiding your IP address it hides where you're from and allows you to surf crypto sites and other sites completely completely anonymously it also doesn't tell the exchanges where you are so if you live in a territory where maybe some exchanges are a little sensitive should we say well the answer is just use a VPN just use a VPN and if you are going to use a VPN then get a VPN that from the people who are the crypto people and that's NordVPN and if you do use the referral link below you pay three dollars or two what is that two euros and 88 Two euros and eighty-eight for, per month to protect your crypto. It's crazy. That's that's for nothing. So do it. Give the guys love. They bring these special banters to you guys. All right. Without further ado, let's do this. So first of all, we have a very, very, very special guest for you guys. Okay. Now this is not a normal guest. This is not a normal. Guest. This is a guest that not only does he own the biggest diamond in the world, three million dollars worth of cars, ten million dollars worth of watches. Okay. But he also gave twenty-seven million dollars to charity. He is none other. Then, Carl Dupes. <laughs> it's not Carl Dupes. It's Mr. Richard Hart. How are you, sir? Nice. I'm doing good, man. I just can't wait to crush the other guests. I'm here to kill. I'm I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. I'm out of bubble gum. But I mean, it's a friendly. <clears throat> I mean, we're just having a friendly discussion about the markets, and we'll probably agree on most things. Well, I mean, you guys are going to agree with me if you agree with facts. So, for instance, uh, the beginning of the show, somebody said Herbalife was trash, right? But I'm willing to guess that the guys that talk that smack have no idea what the price chart of Arbalife looks like. So which one of you other guys talked that smack about Arbalife? Which one of you was it? Oh, let me get let me actually get the price chart of Herbalife while you while you're talking, Rich. Oh, you I, know I got it right here in front of me, baby. Because right, I got facts sure. and these other guys have noob fantasies because they're noobs. So which I one of you plebs on the screen here with me said Herbalife was trash? Which one of you guys? It was, it was Mike, Mike Alfred, Alfred, I think. I didn't say Herbalife was trash. I said, oh, I said, hold on, I hold said on. Hex was the Herbalife of crypto. It's very different. And I noticed they cut uh, some of the responses from the other people on stage because people found that pretty funny uh, last well, time. People seem well, to think Hex well, is a joke. Let me ask you a question. Because, how much, how much I actually, I actually do feel bad a little bit because you've sort of been made into one of these pariahs of the space, right? You're like one of the, the people that Hillary Clinton would talk about on stage, you know, the far right. <laughs> People, that's what you are you. in crypto, and that sucks. Okay, whoa, I mean, that's whoa, really whoa, whoa. Well, Mike, I appreciate that. I listen. You're saying friendly things. I want to savage you less now, but I do. So I'll I'll be I'll be non-controversial about this then. Okay, people use Herbalife as an example of a Ponzi scheme, and then people that shorted Herbalife went bankrupt and lost billions of dollars. Well, Bill Ackman okay? shorted and he didn't go bankrupt, but yeah, he lost a billion. He dollars lost billions of dollars. One billion dollars. Yep, exactly. So, Herbalife only dropped from its top sixty-eight percent. Bitcoin dropped 75%. Herbalife over a 10 year period went up 20x. That's it. Why are we talking about Herbalife? It <laughs> because he introduced the idea. People, people say all these things 
and assume that they're correct, but they're factually incorrect. Herbalife you can't, chart you can't, you, is mostly you can't, up and to the You can't right. rebut a comment about Herbalife by just pointing to the price chart. That's like it has when the only thing anyone cares is. about is price. Yes, I can. No, that's not true. That's not I what think, people I think, care about. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think comparing comparing Hex to Herbalife is, is is a very bad comparison. I mean, it may have it's the of, of of Herbalife, but Herbalife sells a tangible product. You can you can eat, you can take the supplement, you can do. Uh, Hex is a, is a very very different story. So I think before we get, Wait, before you're saying we... you can't eat Hex. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Rand, Rand, though, before we like, before we before we move off, the, the point is not about the price chart. The point is about the cult of people that shill this token the same way they shill the diet products. Right? It's not a multi level scam. Richard is highly highly intelligent because every single thing that he did with with Hex was designed to just go right beyond the limits of what technically is, uh, you know, a, a multi-level marketing scheme, right? Or just beyond the limits of what is uh, technically a Ponzi scheme, right? So Hex is not a Ponzi scheme. It's not a multi-level marketing scheme, right? Richard is shaking his head. I'm agreeing with everything that he says on his website. Yeah, yeah, I know. But yet, but yet, frame. but the way it's, it's marketed like, yes, it's and the like, way people, like... it still feels exactly like Herbalife. It, it has, but, but, it has but, all these similarities. But, uh, okay. but, 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 Mike, Mike, let's just take one step back, and I think let's let's try and turn this into a little bit of a more I just... fact. I just what take the... pride in pointing out things no one else realizes, okay? I'm the only person to ever come on your show and point out that Herbalife has an awesome chart. It's just me, okay? I'm the only person in the history of the whole internet that's ever said a nice thing about it, and I don't particularly like the business model. It introduces the maximum number of middlemen, the maximum friction to get in between product and user. So it's Agreed. completely inefficient. Yeah, I do not like middlemen. I do not like MLMs. I do not like pyramid schemes, which is why Hex had a one-year referral program that was programmed to terminate after a year. And so we had a referral program. I programmed it to terminate after a year because I don't like MLMs. I don't like Ponzi schemes. So I'm the grand I, champion. I agree. I agree with you. See, I, I knew I was going to love this show. Richard and I agree on so many things. Okay, so I think I think let's let's first say, guys, if you are here, just smash the like button. And if you're not subscribers to all the hexagons who are here, subscribe to our channel. Join us. Uh, let's have some fun here. And also, let us know in the comments what, what you think of the guest points. Let's start off with something that I think some of us may actually be able to agree on. And then we'll go into Hex and we'll go into Pulse. I want to talk about Bitcoin. And I want to talk about where we are with Bitcoin. Prices have been coming down. We're back down at 20,300, uh, 20, I think, is the last price that I saw. Um, and the question is, how far until we get to the bottom? Have we seen the bottom? Uh, where, where yeah. 11K, pray. So they get a 33% discount on Grayscale Bitcoin, which is a 50% free money. And that's even if it doesn't trade at a 20% premium like it normally does. So let's say that's a 60% free money. And yes, that's how you adding fraction, adding percentages works. You 15, 20% combined. It's never going to trade at a premium ever again, Richard. It's never going to trade at a premium. It never Maybe, will. but it'll because, break even. Because the competitive dynamic is totally different now. Right. There were other, there were other ETFs. There are other products. Nobody needs to own. Grayscale. I'm fine with that. I don't want Grayscale to trade. No, that's fine. I'm just saying it'll never, it'll never trade. I, I don't like middlemen. Period. It'll never fine trade with that. Okay. So, so instead of, so instead of a 60% free money, you're going to get a 50% free money because they really do hold the coins factually. Right. I think it's a 33, what is it? 35% discount. Yeah. Right but now? a 33%, a 33% discount is a 50% bonus. So if you buy something at 66 and you can sell it for hundred, you're buying it for 33 off. But your profit of 33 on 66 is 50%. Sure, 50%. Yeah. Yeah. So no one in legacy finance is going to leave 1% of the entire Bitcoin supply, which is what they hold. They hold 1% of the entire Bitcoin supply. And of the actual like coins you might be able to get your hands on, it's probably a far higher percent. 
because Satoshi coins have never moved, even though they're counted for circulating supply. Lol. Um, and he's got 5% of supply. He's got about a million coins. So the 300,000 coins that uh, Grayscale's sitting on, you can buy them with a free 50% profit. And until those get bought up, you're going to have nothing but sell pressure. Because if, if in theory, you wanted to arb that out, you would buy the cheap Bitcoin from Grayscale, just dissolve the trust, and then sell them into the market, and then reap your profit. And so the, the Grayscale trading, the 1% of Bitcoin supply that's in Grayscale encapsulated, is just sell pressure. The Mt. Gox coins, which should be coming out, what, what, in the next year sometime, six months, three months, who knows, right? They've missed every single deadline. But they will eventually come out. They have another 180,000 coins. Uh, Finex hackers got 70,000 coins that DOJ is trying to sell. And then Ross Ulbricht has who, who knows how many coins that the, the marshals are going to sell of his. And so we have untold sell pressure everywhere. And we're going to have the, the staked ETH come out when the merge happens. And so all that 10% of ETH supply that was locked up the staked ETH, that can get dumped on the market too. And it's another buy the rumor, sell the news event. So you've got nothing but a perfect hurricane of downside for Bitcoin. And you're now sitting, what, 10 or 11 or 14% over the local bottom of 17,400? Lol, dead cat, weak bounce, terrible, trash. Jordi, what yeah, do you think? I mean I mean, some of these things are just factually completely untrue, of course. I mean, I don't know if Richard knows, knows that they are or he just says these things. But, you know, first of all, with Grayscale, nobody can just buy some Grayscale and, like, liquidate the trust. Only one person can liquidate the trust, and he has no incentive to do so because he's earning 2% on that huge amount of money every year. So basically, if something's at a 20% discount, the market is saying, I think this is going to remain locked up for eight years or nine years, whatever exactly 2% to the, you know, ninth is. So like 1.02 to the ninth is the discount that you're getting if you think it's going to be locked up for nine years. Barry has no reason to dissolve this trust when he's just getting paid sure. every so, year, right? So can we it's can we agree that the legacy markets front ran the Coinbase listing? And that's the reason that you saw Grayscale premiums run up before the listing. And then you saw them fall shortly before it and continue to fall after. Can we all no. agree on that? No, we can't no? agree because no? the premium okay. was there for years. It was there because there was no accessible way for Americans like in an IRA account to get access to it. Right. So people were desperate to get Bitcoin exposure. It was an easy way to do it. And so it traded a premium for years, but it flipped negative because everybody thought there was free money lying on the ground. BlockFi, Celsius, et cetera. Right. Everybody was taking that uh, NAV trade. And so that's when people got trapped because people got greedy and they were trying to arb that uh, and they ended up arbing themselves to death. There is absolutely no reality in which that Bitcoin is not sell pressure or virtual sell pressure by absorbing buy pressure at a discount. It's psychological Either though, because Richard, it's literally, you can't, it can't be sold right now. So it's psychological. Well, I, I, it's all you just know. told me they I'm sold two and a half percent of it every year. Your words, you just said it. You just yeah. said they sell $600 million a year. Uh, I that's think not what he said. That's nobody said that. He sold. They. He said he would never wrap up the trust because he because makes he's getting two percent a year. But do you think he's selling those a immediately? Six hundred million dollars. Well, where's the Barry has so much cash flow. He doesn't need to sell Bitcoin. He just takes the Bitcoin and puts oh, it on God, his own I, I think we, we're arguing semantics here because it doesn't matter whether they're selling or not. Anyone who owns Bitcoin and is going to hold Bitcoin for the long term can sell their Bitcoin spots and buy shares in the Grayscale Trust and effectively buy the same net net, net asset value at thirty five percent less. And in Thank fact, you. if you're not if you are thinking of holding Bitcoin for 10 years, that's actually a great trade because you know that within 10 years, they either have to liquidate the trust or it needs to become an ETF. Sure, but it's, right? it's not Bitcoin. It's just, let's be clear about that. It's not Bitcoin and cold storage, exactly. right? Which has that's a lot right. more value to an individual than, than a grayscale trust where there is counterparty risk, right? There's a risk that somebody else fucks something up there. 
custodian Coinbase could lose the keys or custodian custodian could go bankrupt. If their custodian goes bankrupt, then it doesn't matter whether you own something called GBTC. You don't actually own anything. You own shares I agree with all that, that but it's still just sell pressure. Let's not stick on, on GBTC. So, Jordy, you're saying that that on the one hand, you're saying you're not worried about the GBTC sell pressure. Uh, I tend to agree with Richard here. For as long as you can buy Bitcoin at a 35% discount, there's no incentive for you to go and buy it on the open market if you're a big institution, if you're a big fund manager, because you don't really care about holding your own keys. In fact, you maybe even prefer to get an institution to do it for you and to to, to leverage off their insurance. What well, else? Institutions care a lot about liquidity, right? So if there's something that you know you're not going to really have a lot of liquidity in, you will give a premium to something else. Now, whether that premium should be 30% or 10% or 20%, it's a different story. But I guess like, you know, if the question is more about like Bitcoin's price, if it's going to go up, or if it's going to go down, I think we all know that it's kind of been in a rather large downtrend. There's two ways to look at this. One is, you know, we're at a huge discount. This is a time to buy and just wait because, you know, historically things go down 80%. If you wait, you know, for the next halving, you'll do pretty well. On the other hand, like we have to admit, there's a little bit of a crisis in Bitcoin right now in terms of the, you know, the thesis of Bitcoin. Like, what's the story of Bitcoin? Of course, it was supposed to be kind of acting well in inflationary periods, and we saw that, you know, kind of shit coins did really suck up a lot of the extra liquidity. And now that we're entering a stagflation period, is where we'll have to see, like, will it kind of be a stagflationary protection or not? So that that's really going to come into play over the next year. So I must say, I'm, yeah. I'm, what, I'm why don't we following. just raise our hands if we call the top on the day? I called the top on the day. Didn't you guys call the top on the day? I called the top on the day. Richard, Hi. you're not a circus. You're not a circus clown, though. Come on. Like, what are you talking no, about? Nobody who cares about markets and investing over a long period of time thinks it's cool when somebody says, hey, like my, my one claim to fame is I called the bottom or I called the top. Like that's not sustainable value creation. You keep doing that. I it's did the, this the, two cycles. It's the cars and the diamonds and the clothes and the cop we'll calling there, and yeah. stuff like that. I, right? I, I like, promise you, I that's promise like your whole shtick. That's your whole shtick. I promise you will get there, Mark. I promise you will get there. I promise you will get there. Does no I'm one care about the price but me? Is it just me? You care about care the price about the more price. than you care about value. You care more about it than you care about fundamentals, right? You, you don't actually care what's underlying something right which oh is how people God. got crushed in terra pollution Luna. they didn't Bitcoin's care they, didn't pollution. Ca they looked at the chart of the price chart and they said it's up 50x it must be good and then they lost all their money right this happens over and over again in financial markets over and over how again. many so, how many places can you buy a bitcoin miner from and be profitable two hey, hey Richard, how many pools can you use five you're really really good at tricking stupid people that's like your whole shtick you've been doing it for Why don't a long you just time. The you're question. just you're just not as good at tricking people to actually understand how markets work so like okay, raise, your hand, raise your hand again and say i called the top of the market nobody cares call the top like, twice two cycles Hi. nobody cares nobody cares circus gave trick. away half a billion dollars of free money to bitcoiners exclusively nobody cares circus trick free self-help books free self-help videos call the okay top actually could you free. i'll send you my address i would like one of those i just want to see t.me slash or you can download the audiobook it's on youtube thanks uh, so, so, I mean, I, I am a little bit concerned about the Bitcoin thesis, I must be honest. Um, I think Bitcoin's gone through multiple theses. We've had the cash, wasn't really good cash. Uh, it wasn't really a good inflation hedge. Do you guys believe long term that we're going to get another all time high? And if we do get another all time high, that it's going to go another 5x, 10x from here? It's inevitable. Yes. If it's as long as it's priced in, in, in US dollars or euros or yen or as long as other fiat currencies exist, Bitcoin will eventually be worth more. How much more? Nobody knows, right? And anybody who says they do, anybody who says they can call the top or the bottom or whatever, it's circus tricks, right? Like it's nothing to do with long-term value creation. Value okay. of Bitcoin okay. is that it sucks Mike. up the liquidity from these weaker assets over time. And it's just going to systematically do that. So Mike, I think I may agree with you if we're going to see another all-time high, but do you see another 5x or 10x in Bitcoin? 
uh, over over a 10 or 20 my, my time horizon is not richard's time horizon is like the next three weeks right my time horizon is the next three decades so uh, yes of course it's going to go up five or ten x over three decades for when did um, you get into bitcoin i've been in this since q1 of 2011. this is another What's one, my your, time horizon one, one again? you were also in spamming people uh in your early 20s you spent your entire <laughs> 20s spamming oh people God. with viagra pills <laughs> like you, you what is this you can't stop cutting corners buddy like you, your whole oh my God. How do I get rich as quick hey, as possible? Mike, Mike. I don't care how I do it. Come on, right? we will eventually uh, be old men. We'll, we'll be happy what? that you know th there's people selling Viagra pills hey, out there. Could you, you send know, me a sample of Viagra, buddy? Yeah. Oh do you mind? Do you still Mark, have business? Rich, I want to hear. I want to hear your, your opinion, crazy. Mike. I promise you, I'm gonna let you get very personal with Richard. Uh, I'm gonna get personal. I actually, Jesus I Christ, Richard, Richard's oh, one of my favorite likes people. Me. I do. I think you're great for this place, buddy. I have a whole section here to let you get in, but I, I really want to get Richard's views on, on okay, what happens next with Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin will make new all-time highs, particularly when it's priced in the dollar, as Mike said. Uh, it's just at the top of its S-curve. Everyone thinks they're early, even though it's 13 years old. Everyone thinks they're early, even though it's a ticker on CNBC. And Jim Cramer talks about it all the time. And it's the world's richest guy bought it. And a, a country made it legal tender and FOMO'd it. Like, guys, pro tip. You're not early, you're late, okay? It's old crappy garbage technology that's slow and is actually buggy and has no roadmap and didn't even follow the roadmap they used to have. And so if you buy it and it doesn't have another inflation bug, hopefully, of which it's had two, then uh, maybe you'll get a 3X or a 4X over five or 10 years. Congrats, you okay, waited five years to be down money right now. Is there- Versus is there, inflation, you're down over five years. It's garbage, is top of the test curve, trash. Is there a point, is there a price at which you'd buy Bitcoin? Is there a price Never. in the cycle that if Bitcoin goes, so if Bitcoin goes down to five grand, you're not buying it? I mean, I mean, if it, if it dropped 98%, maybe, maybe, so but, if a, it but a 95% drop, probably not. I'd just buy Ethereum instead. Ethereum is better than Bitcoin in every single possible way. So like, okay. why wouldn't you just buy that? It, and and, and I, I hear the difference of opinion, Richard, like I don't disagree with everything that you're saying. Bitcoin is much bigger today than it was 10 years ago, but the, the, the main difference of opinion that I hear is that you think of it as a tech stack and I think of it as money. I think of it as a money. Yeah, but you're system. wrong. No, it's, but, it's, I, it, but you don't know that yet. It either you're is measurably wrong. It no, is. I'm not measurably wrong. Bitcoin every, goes every up and week, down. Every month, every year, there are more wallets. There are more people in the emerging world using yes. Bitcoin as an alternative no. store of value. That's where uh -uh. real va fundamental value nope. creation comes. Come no, it's not. You true. Want to right, let's measure the fundamentals to get away from. Let's uh, measure being the fundamentals by some neighboring okay. uh, tribe. Guess what? Ready? You probably let's measure the fundamentals. Where are all the developers? Ethereum. Where are all the new users? Ethereum. Again, where is all the developers? Because you about where's the roadmap? Ethereum. Where's the price performance? Ethereum. Where are the stable coins? Where's the margin trading? Where's the anonymity? Ethereum. Like, where, where's the thing that's actually trying to save the environment and switch off a of proof of work, proof of stake? That's Ethereum. That part of where it. are you getting a free copy of all your coins with PulseChain.com? Ethereum. Bitcoin's getting none of that. Bitcoin is a piece of trash, top of its S-curve, lame duck garbage, and it had five years to be now in a negative? What Did you think that people that bought in 2017 at the top there would be negative after five years? They are. It's disgusting trash. The developers are leaving it left and right. Peter Woule doesn't even have the, the right to, to push to the, the GitHub anymore. He gave up his keys. Everybody's leaving. Like so Richard, everybody, the people that have well, Bitcoin leaves it. People have bought Bitcoin Hex last you. year, right? People have bought Hex at 50 cents. They're mm -hmm. down 90%. When are they yep. going to be, when are they going to be, like you say, you know, in, in like blue, blue air? Well, here, here's the problem. Hex went up versus Bitcoin 30X the first time it died when I called the top and it dropped in half. So Bitcoin, when I called the top at 65K, dropped down 
to 55% drop. Then people bought a fake double top on leverage, which would be Michael Saylor, three hours capital, uh, Celsius. All these guys got leveraged up. They didn't want to do the normal blow-off top market cycle, buy the rumor, sell the news. Oh, look, Coinbase listing, easy sell the news. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to get leveraged up. And so what they did was they bought a new, slightly higher high for a single day. There was one day that my top call wasn't a profit, one single day where it made a 6% higher high and didn't have any part of the candle at 65K. And that was at 69K. And then it went straight down. And so my top call has been in profit every single day for the last year and a half, longer now, except for one, the Judas candle that got people long and wrecked them. And now all those guys are liquidated and bankrupt. Not totally liquidated. The, the liquidation proceedings aren't finished. Yeah, but we're talking about hex, though. The question is like when yes, people but I'm, bought hex I'm answering your question. I'm answering okay. your question. Hex ran up 60x versus Bitcoin the first time it died. But we had other things going on. We have our own market cycle. So a lot of people were participating in sacrifices for freedom of movement and freedom of speech. And they would prefer to sacrifice at higher values, probably. And then that maybe, maybe tended to get a lot of people interested in Hex. And unfortunately, although it did a 60x versus Bitcoin, the first time Bitcoin dropped 55%, because the cycles timed up together so that the next time Bitcoin died, Hex also had its own kind of cyclical event. It looks like we're correlated. In reality, we're not correlated. Like historically, we're we're not correlated to Bitcoin. I agree so, with that because in the long run, Hex is going to zero and Bitcoin isn't. So they can't be correlated. The, I've never understood this. If we took Bitcoin and we just used Ethereum miners instead of Bitcoin miners, it would still work fine. It's just different guys sucking up electricity. They're both proof of work systems, right? And then if we said, you know what? We're going to inflate not to blow up the environment and use SHA-256, but we're going to inflate to get you to lock up your coins. It would still be Bitcoin, but a proof of work change. And that's all Hex is. It's literally... Bitcoin with less negative externalities. No, it's an it's an Ethereum token. It can't be Bitcoin. Sorry. How so, many how many inflation bugs is your it's coin had too? No. Yeah, you, you don't, uh, dude. Just a token. You don't realize that ERC twenties are more secure against inflation bugs than Ethereum itself. Hex, you don't know is, anything it, about Hex is literally an inflation bug. It, but it's nope. by design. It's designed. Nope. Then to why, just is print it up, why is it up? Why is it up two hundred and fifty no, extra no, Bitcoin? Hold on. Hold Explain. on. Let's let, let, let's listen to this, Mike. I feel that you have a lot of resentment. Well, I have a lot of love, a lot of love yeah. for Richard. So what I want to know, but towards Hex, towards Hex. And I, I know you love Richard, but it sounds like you have an issue with Hex. So I don't, I don't. I don't actually, know. I think it's no, one of the know. most brilliant, See, brilliant he scam thinks projects it ever Here. created. Let me, let me show the, you. I think my... it's one of the most intelligent scam projects ever mm -hmm. that has ever existed. I he, give Richard, like, he's been working on this since his 20s, right? He's been literally doing scams he, since his early 20s. He's got 20 years of experience. If you look at his resume, it's like scamming people with audiovisual equipment, sp oh spamming God, them with, with anti-aging pills. Hey, let me finish, Richard. I let you finish. And so now he discovered crypto and he's like, how do I make the most money? So first he learned Bitcoin. He was one of the best Bitcoin maxis. He stood up and yelled down Craig Wright and told him he wasn't Satoshi. And he sort of knows Bitcoin better than most Bitcoiners. That's why he demolishes the Bitcoin maxis every time he tries to do a debate with them, which I agree with, which I think it's stupid to try to debate Richard on Bitcoin. Uh, but or the problem anything. is, is that he's so smart that he created this thing that was guaranteed to fail because he thinks it's funny. And, and I figured out his fatal flaw a few months ago when I was going on this Hex documentary. I finally figured out Richard Hart. I think the thing that Richard Hart believes that that's most important in all of this entire conversation is that literally everything in the world is a scam. Google's a scam. Facebook's a scam. Amazon's a scam. Bitcoin's a scam. Ethereum's a scam. Uh, Viagra's a scam. So like, to Richard, it's just sport, right? He's just trying to see who can make the coolest, biggest scam. And he's very good at it. And that's why, again, I, I, I respect him a lot. I think that what he does, he's one of the best in the world. And, you know, that's saying a lot right there. 
How so would you define what, what he does? How would you define what he does? You said he, he, you said he's, he is the best corner cutting scam producer <laughs> in the history of of the space. Like he is able to basically find oh my God. everybody's hot button, right? So like a user who's poor who wants to get rich quickly, Richard is their man. Richard literally knows how to like hit every little serotonin or endorphin receptor in their brain uh, with everything he creates. And I think it's pure magic. And, and again, is it the million dollar Rolex? I, I think it's the cars, it it's the Rolexes. It's just your whole vibe. You're really funny. Like out of respect, Appreciate like it. I just I have to say that, but I also think people in there are going to lose all their money, right? So yeah. I think it's important to say. I'm, I'm sure you do think that, but that's why your gains suck and my gains don't. So what he just performed in in debate tactics is called a gish gallop. He says fifty things that are wrong, and then it takes so much time to rebut them that you just basically forgot all the stupid things he said. But I have an okay memory for these things. So one of the first things he said was, "I sold anti aging scams." Can you tell me what the product was called? Or what price it was at, or what the packaging looked like. No, uh, you can't because you just said gish, something. Is that a gish gallop? <laughs> you're, you're the debate tactician. Go t- hey, that's tell a, me that's the name. Inconsequential. Of this thing it's that an I sold inconsequential detail. Let's talk about hex and why it's going to. No, you just called. You just called me a scammer, and I just said you're lying. And then you're like, what? You didn't make an. I never sold anti-aging products in my entire life, ever, never. Okay. You never sold. You never, a video you never sent spam emails uh, recommending that people buy these pills. Oh my god. Dude, I got sued for $500 in civil court 20 years ago, literally 20 years ago in, in small claims court where you can't have a lawyer represent you. It would have cost me more than $500 to fly to Washington state to defend myself. Getting sued for $500 in small claims court in Washington does not a spam king make you. And by the way, since you like to call me a spam king, I haven't heard of any spam for hacks or pulse or anything that I've been associated with for oh, 20 years. So you come on here and you call me a scammer to my face, but then you smile while you're doing it. You come on here and call me a scumbag to my face, but then you smile while you're doing it. I'm the guy that sets people free. I'm the guy that tells people the truth about crypto. While you believe, were deleting believe, tweets, shilling Bitcoin going to 120K, I'm not deleting my tweets because I'm not a scumbag. You're deleting your tweets because you're a scumbag. You're a top buyer. You got your mom to buy the top or lied about it in a tweet. Which one this- was it? There's a Mike Alfred's mom uh, got wrecked Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because this idiot bought the top along with Michael Saylor when I told everyone it was the top. But instead, he got his own family wrecked. I had to block right. that so, one because he was spamming. It was replying on my feed like every single day. Like So now, so if you want to just go to Telegram and look up uh, crypto deleted and you'll see all his deleted tweets with the timestamps. OK, because this guy lies to your face. This yeah, is a guy that's, like that sells right? you like, the top. If we're, if no, we're it's very relevant. Hacks, if we're discussing let's hacks, not let's hot. let's talk about Bitcoin. Screw hacks. Let's talk about Bitcoin. He just said, I know more about it than everybody else. Why don't you learn from me? Okay. You want to know when the best time to buy Bitcoin was? When its inflation was the highest. But he calls hex an inflation bug. And I think that's 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 really funny. That's correlation, not causation. No, no, it's not. The returns weren't higher because the the inflation is highest at the very beginning of the system. The system is small. Richard, like, listen, that's ridiculous. You said that so many times. Hold on, hold on. I say things that are true and they just get angry. Rich, hold on a second. Come on, Andrew, I'm having a great time. Okay. I think you're great, Richard. I think you're great for the space. You know, I'll, I'll agree a little bit with, with with both of these guys. You know, I have, you know, I, I study this stuff. I'm a student of game theory. I'm a student of Ponzinomics. I'm a student of the game. I have to agree with with Mike that this is very well designed. Like Hex is, it was ahead of its time oh by a few years. It's beautiful. Now it's not. It's not that special. Like there's much better Ponzi's. You know, people doing no. DE. They're doing all no. this stuff. They're no, doing amazing stuff now. No, but for, uh, listen, everything Richard, else failed. Th- Ohm failed. Luna failed. I, all the other I, things I, that were I, supposed I to come. Hex's lunch failed. 
They all I, failed. I, agree. I know. Next didn't I, I, fail. I studied Bitcoin I studied dropped 75. Bitcoin and dropped 75. Ethereum dropped 85. Hex dropped 95. I, I agree. Listen, and I, I've talked to Doe and I've talked to the people around him and I, I was kind of at a front row seat. Absolutely one of the reasons why Luna failed and Hex has not yet completely failed is because Richard very, very intelligently put this amazing idea that at the time did not exist and now it's proliferated of locking up tokens. And actually Doe was telling me he was considering only one month before Luna blew up, Doe was considering an anchor having some sort of lockup period so that not everybody could sell at the same time. He didn't implement it, which is kind of why what happened, you know, Luna blew up because everybody unlocked at the same time. What Richard did, which is different with Hex, was very intelligent, very ahead of its time. People lock up for many years, you know, like they can lock up for 10 years and you get, you're incentivized. The average is like seven, longer longer. it's like seven years. Yeah. I mean, you seven get more years interest. Keeps you going get more up. interest and everyone's locking up at different periods. So yep. in, a, in essence, the reason why Hex has not gone to zero, while all these other ones that risk, Richard listed, Ohm and Luna, no. he's completely right. It's because people you, are locked up for different, different that's amounts not of time. Why. There's it's no price anywhere. People can't short, like there's no way to like short. It's not why. Anywhere. Listen, it is why Richard. Bitcoin dropped 75, Ethereum dropped 85, Hex dropped 95, but Hex has been paying you interest the entire time. Lots and lots and lots of interest, which cancels out a lot of that dip. Hex is also up 1,000x after dipping 90% because it went up 10,000x. Where does the interest come from? It comes from the same place Bitcoin miners revenue comes from. See, Bitcoin has locking as well. You lock up your money in mining hardware and you so, lock up your money in electricity bills and then you earn yield. But people correct, are too correct. stupid to see the negative externalities. Every proof of work system right. inflates and that hurts the price but rewards people for on-ramping. So yeah. Ethereum inflates and has net inflation and yet the price pumps hard as heck. Bitcoin inflates and that's how you go from zero coins to 19 million coins over 10 years is by hyperinflating basically. And it's inflation used to be exponentially higher. It was two times higher every four years we go back. And so the best time to buy Bitcoin was when there was no liquidity. There was one place to buy it in the world, Mt. Gox. Everyone called it a scam. And all the coins are owned by one guy. And then you look at Hacks and you're like, it has centralized ownership. Look, all the coins are in basically a couple addresses. Look, everyone calls it a scam. Look, it has low liquidity. Look, it's only traded a couple places. And you're like, hey, those are exact same properties that allowed Bitcoin to go up 69 million percent. Mm -hmm. And then people the see that so, opportunity oh, and they're like, on. what? I don't get it. Wait a second. I have a question. You guys have both called Hicks a scam, right? And Hicks and scams usually have time periods where they collapse. So after a certain period, the scam collapses. So if you're both so convinced that Hex is a scam, how long do you give Hex before it collapses? Because scams can't go on forever, right? I don't think there's been a scam in history except for governments that has lasted forever. So how long does this, how long do you guys give the scam? Yeah, I can answer that. Like, so, you know, uh... In, in real life, in economies, what we have is demographics. And they say demographics are destiny. And if you look at like a lot of the mature economies now, even China, there's a lot of people that are getting very old and they're no longer uh, you know, able to work. So young people have to support them. Now, this might sound like this is not relevant, but actually this is the life cycle of, of any Ponzi or economy. And this is extremely relevant. So with Hex, you know, uh, you know, I've written an article, people can check my medium, the three rules of Ponzi-nomics. And the first rule, which is the most important of all, is that money cannot leave or enter this closed system. 
Hex has no end game unless it becomes, you know, money. People go to the store and use Hex to buy stuff and people get paid their wages in Hex. Otherwise, at some point it runs out. So why, why, why demographics matter? In that sense, like Richard said, Hex is up 10,000%. And this is exactly true. But, you know, a million this, percent, a million percent up 10,000, like up, a, up, a million, 10,000 times in a million. Percent it went up. It you, went up because you yes. multiply by 100. OK, yeah. so the problem with his two arguments, one is, you know, Bitcoin is a piece of shit because yes. it's already gone up a million percent. <laughs> but the thing is, 690 is also, million percent, 690 million. The thing is, Hex is also at a late stage of its cycle. Now, the demographics are getting well, old. The people are getting older. Nope. There is not enough fresh blood. So nope. what they're doing, they're all sending around. leaflets. They're sending leaflets to people in LA and all kinds of places. They're trying to get young people, young people to join the workforce. What does that mean, workforce? It means they're putting money into the system because it's a closed system. The only way for the system to continue to pay out people, because people have locked up for seven years. Think about this. Who's going to be around in seven years when those hex tokens unlock? to give them dollars, to give them money like Bitcoin or whatever dollar, whatever thing you want to, there is not going to be people unless they keep recruiting, but it's already up a million percent. This is like an old demographic. So to answer your question around how many years is this going to go with this older demographic? Not long, not long. Not hey long. guys, how long? I, how long? I found an old coin. Go ahead. I have an idea. I have an idea. How long? A couple of years. How unless years? they do this amazing marketing and they manage to extend it for like another one. Two Five years? Two to three. Five years? Two, two, three. What if I gave you, what if I, what if I put it out there and I said, five years from now, what's the price of Hex? We'll agree that if the price of Hex is higher than the price of Hex is today, then yeah. we can deem it a success. If it's lower than the price that it is today, we'll deem it a failure or a scam yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Would you take a bet five years from now? I would, yeah, for sure. Yes. Especially at the Please. current price. I think it'll be, it'll be 0. 0.0001 cent by then, right? It'll go back basically to where, where it came from because, again, it had this no value. Would you, would you take the, the other side of that bet? Guys, I have so much money that all of your <laughs> net worth combined isn't even a rounding error in, like, my watch collection. So, like, I just – talking You're about that is a waste of time. You're very good at what you do, Richard. You're very good at what you do. I'm very good That's at a lot of stuff. That's why you have a lot of money. You're, you know, you're, you're, I've been power. retired for 20 years, brother. Does that include 20 power? years I've been retired. Well, not 20, right? Like, so I want to – listen. I could sit here and just flex all day and talk about how I raised 27 months of charity on the world's largest diamond, have a Red Bull can side. <laughs> we can't uh -huh. lose Richard. Oh, uh, no. As soon as you said he has the Red Bull can, and I know Mike has a question uh, so related to this. What he just said was, see, this man here, the toddler body guy that's mostly a head with no body in the bottom left corner, the Todd bod, he thinks that retail adoption is what will give Bitcoin value but he has it entirely backwards. Retail adoption hurts Bitcoin's value. Retail adoption makes it easier to sell. Selling is the opposite of buying. Selling hurts the price. Bitcoin went up 690 million percent on barely being able to use it anywhere because the only thing the price chart cares about is buying and holding. That's the reason stores of value like gold, real estate, stocks are worth more than money remittance companies. So just gold, just gold savings value, its store of monetary value, 90% of its value is worth 10 times PayPal plus MasterCard plus Visa plus American Express, because by definition, tautologically, stores of value are worth more than that which we use to transmit them. And the transmitting of money has been around for 100 years. Hawala has done it very well in the Islamic countries. You know, MoneyGram has done it for 100 years in the United States. 
Western Union, you name it, they've got money transfer figured out. What is new and unique and beneficial is the future market supply, which by the way, Hex is the only cryptocurrency in the world that I'm aware of that has a future chart of market supply. We know when the stakes are ending. We know when people can dump them. We know what the future sell pressure looks like. You don't have that in Bitcoin. You don't have Satoshi letting you know when he can dump his coins. He can dump them whatever he wants. His kid could find the keys. Dumperoni. Yeah. This is this and is so, a very good point. So, like on this on that specific point, because we talk about transparency, like everything's on the blockchain, ERC twenty, smart contract, you can see who has what and what's going on. There's a few things that you know Richard doesn't not like to admit, and he's never admitted. And I understand why. So I'm not gonna press him to like admit these things. Press For me, example, murder me. I'm here. No, you're not gonna answer. You're gonna say, I mean, I've seen this before. You like you said, like you've done this 50 times, although you haven't done this. Yes, you but guys so, will change you know, faces, but say the same things. Yeah, of course. You, 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 <laughs> you have a smaller faces. stature. Oh, absolutely. So what Richard like doesn't like to answer is, you know, all the origin coins that got sent out of the origin address. So the reason why there's 30, 40% yield is because 90% of the tokens, which he has and all kinds of addresses that he split up, because like I said, he's designed this very intelligently and mass respect, Richard, like really as a student, <laughs> as a student, who, who, who oh has God. those addresses? Have, have you like burnt? Have you burnt? Have you burnt them? Have me, you burnt the private keys to the addresses that have all the hex that got created? No, he, he, he can. And you so, know why? Because in order to offer 38% to the plebs, right? These people that have no idea what they're doing, he has to hold 90% of the supply and they have to be unstaked. So right, the actually, biggest risk, the biggest risk is that Richard is literally Satoshi oh in the hex ecosystem, except he owns like 10 times as much as Satoshi and he could decide to dump whenever he wants. That's the secret risk in hex. And of you, course, he's not going to do that because Richard is a, is a wise scammer so like he's not going to dump that supply <laughs> on the people he's been around Richard, the block a few it, times creates <laughs> creates token with a thousand days of flawless operation that goes up a million percent in price base like it's everything flawless about operations because it, it runs on ethereum it's not because you you, you have to launch no. pulse chain okay did credit, luna, you launching, did luna chain, you launching pulse chain is a huge step for you richard because it would show that you can actually create something from scratch and not just spam somebody else's crap Right, so like, it, it just, you just create an Ethereum token with a smart do you, contract. Do you understand? Now you're actually going to go big and try to do a Fine. layer one. Listen, Fine. I want to wait, Richard. One second. I want you to define the word scammer for me, because the word scammer to me means someone who has ulterior motives, someone who has <sighs> ulterior motives, someone who says he's going to do one thing but actually do another thing, or the opposite. That's how I define scammer, right? Someone yeah. who has ill intentions, someone who's out to take something from somebody else, someone that is that is that says one thing and does another thing. Can you elaborate for me why you keep calling Richard a scammer? So Hex is not a CD, right? Like, let's just let's just be clear about that. But it's marketed to the retail public uh, like a CD. It's like, hey, here's a safe way to, to get a yield on your money. Unfortunately, that yield comes in the form of locking up your tokens. The only way the price will hold up during that period of time, because it's not the US dollar, right? It's Hex. It's a worthless token. If you print 30% of the money supply, Right or even three percent of the money supply every year with no economic value creation, you will collapse the value of that instrument over time. So it's it's a false promise. Richard is, as I said, incredibly intelligent. He knows that people will fall for this. I don't even think he thinks it's wrong because again, he thinks Google is a scam, thinks Amazon is a scam, Facebook is a scam. Okay, well, yeah, I'm right scam, here. Can, can I just tell you what I think is a scam myself? You don't have to try and put stuff. You've already in my told mouth, me. I've listened I, know you to, to, I listened to one of your interviews where you called Google a scam. You called Google a scam. I can do it myself. Let's give Richard the mic. Look, these guys think inflation's bad, even though Bitcoin's highest gains were when its inflation was always higher because they're noobs. 
They don't know anything about anything. Correlation versus causation. Very basic mistake you're making there, Richard. You should be smarter than that because you are a cool. wildly intelligent guy. So that, hey. that argument, like you, you, your program, you're like what, a robot. Everybody? You just keep saying the same yeah. argument over and over again, but it makes mm -hmm. no sense. Homeboy just fell for my trap card. You see, he thought he was flexing and talking smart, but actually he just fell into my trap. So what little Mikey boy just did there <laughs> is he stated that he thinks inflation is bad. I didn't say that. That's oh, really? So is inflation say, good or bad in Bitcoin? It, it depends. Oh, it depends. Yeah. If you Why don't you quit dodging you, questions, bro? It depends on how you program it. If the, inflation is 100 if the inflation was 100% Should we get year, rid of the happening? Forever? Should we get rid of the happening? Should we get rid no, of the happening? Of course we should no? get rid of that. Okay. So you like when the inflation rate goes down over time? Correct. Yes? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Well, guess what, buddy? If those addresses that hold all those hacks decided to lock it up, do you know what the net effect would be to retail users? If, if you took your 90% and you, you fell for my up? trap card. If you, you fell if for you my trap card. If you took your 90%. It can only get better. Richard, you, fell Richard, for the trap you, card. you have 90% of Correct. the hacks. So, so, so first the of all, and then second, charge from the SEC, Todd like Bod, almost immediately. Todd Bod there. So. Hey, EOS caught a securities charge. They paid 40 million on their 4.2 billion raise and got a pass to continue doing business. Ethereum was a uh, security and they got a pass and are allowed to continue doing businesses. Uh, who else? I can't remember. There's some other guys. Hex is one of the big ones that got away with uh, without any, Here's the difference. any fraud charges. Hex launched totally 100% complete and it launched sufficiently decentralized. And therefore, when you mint your yield, just like a Bitcoin miner, you mint your yield. There's no middleman. There's no entrepreneurial or managerial effort. I can't like, arm, you're an armchair speculator. Your returns suck. You're an armchair blockchain guy. You don't know what you're talking about. And now you're an armchair lawyer. You suck at that too. You just need to open your ears and listen to me, bro. I can educate you. You already like me. So you might as well get the other side and like get the smarts too. I like you because I don't have to take your advice, right? I like you because I don't work for you. Keep I deleting like your you tweets, bro. Gonna... Keep deleting your tweets. Oh my God. Okay. okay. You're you the guy that bought the top you, of the S Are you talking to me or Michael Burry? Well, look, Michael Burry got wrecked on basically everything due to bad timing. And when you yeah, have look, charts. Look, there's, uh, deleting a tweet is not a crime. Like it's oh securities fraud. Securities fraud is in the tweets. Hey, financial advisor. Anyway, let's, read let's what's move in the on. Tweets. I mean, I have like. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I do want to ask. But like, let's not, this let's guy, Todd Bod says that there's no opportunity in Hex. It's the top of its cycle. But when you go to look into Hex.com and look at the charts of Ethereum from its inception, Bitcoin from its inception, and Hex from inception, they almost look identical. They're on the same trajectories. They're hitting the same numbers at the same times. We're just maybe doing it slightly a little faster. And our price chart, our price chart hurts a little bit more because everyone's earning yield, which doesn't show up on the price chart. Furthermore, these guys say stupid things like everyone has to lock up their coins to get returns. No, in fact, when the price goes up a million percent and your ROI from staking is only 40% or 60% or 20%, who cares about 20, 40 or 60 when there's a million on the table? The vast majority of your gains in hex are from the US dollar appreciation, not from locking. Yeah, but and the vast on, minority a, on, a money, on a money weighted basis, Richard, like the vast majority of the people who hold hex today are down. No, right? they're not. You're, you're up. That, it's up you got, 250 you got them for free. X versus Bitcoin. You got 90 it's up 1,000 X versus the dollar. Yeah, you got 90% of the supply for free. So, of course, you're up. But the vast majority of these fools that are coming in oh the, God, to this cult it later, in the later uh, stages on a money weighted basis, they're losing money. Well, you keep putting me off, Rand. You don't have to support the hexagon. I'm muting Mike. You've got to give Jordy the microphone. Mike, I've got to mute you for a second. I've got to give Jordy the mic. No, no, it's fine. But like, you know, we, we talk about the present and I do want to ask Richard, like the end game, right? So I said like one end game, which is somehow by some miracle, hex becomes money. People want to get paid in hex. People go to the store and everything's priced in hex. And then their interest if hex, 
you know, this is like a one in a billion quadrillion like chance really. But I see that as the only end game possible where in 10, 20 years time, Hex still has value and people are using it and people are still kind of, are they willing to buy it when somebody on stakes? Richard, like in five, 10, 20 years time, how is, how is Hex gonna still, what's the end game? You know, everyone's buying in, we understand. People put money into a system, you know, into a bucket. They're, they're, you know, you have new people and then people are taking money out. In 20 years time, how is this, like what's the end game that you see for Hex? Like, is this why you wanna kind All... of move on from it? Or what's, what's the end game? Do I look like I've moved on? Well, you have. I'm in the same exact yeah. place streaming for five years now. Same place. Well, you have a new thing now, right? You have like Pulse X. Like this is like this is like well, a we'll more developed. About, let's talk about Pulse X. We'll talk, let's finish. Let's, let's talk about Hex. Let's finish Hex. All Hex, Hex is mm -hmm. is Bitcoin with a proof of work change. Bitcoin inflates to destroy the environment for security, which hurts the price. Hex inflates not to destroy the environment. We have very, 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 very minimal environmental impact. It's okay. reward people to hold the price up. It's Good. just Bitcoin with proof of work change. If you call Hex a Ponzi, then mm -hmm. Bitcoin's also a Ponzi because Fair. they're both systems that are closed systems that mm -hmm. just inflate over time. Absolutely. So let's let's follow on that logic. This is going very well now. This is we're in the same path. Okay. So let's say you know it, it's an alternative to Bitcoin that there is a demand out there. There is value because people in the world want to have a currency it's that is not dollars, that is not fiat, and they want to transact with each other globally in a frictionless way. And you're saying, you know, Bitcoin is one version, but it's, you know, you don't like proof of work, you're saying. Well, and you're well, saying listen. Hex is a better version because it's not proof of work, right? Let, let's let's get out. Let's get, well, it is proof of work right now. It's just packing on top of other proof of work that's already a right. cost. So but we're making the Ethereum like, blocks more efficient. Right. So we still do burn the environment a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit, but Pulse Chain mm -hmm. solves that and ETH 2.0, if it ever comes out, solves that. So okay. here's the real world. The real world is people want to de-risk out of crypto. And your options to de-risk out of crypto is lose all your anonymity, lose all your privacy, lose all your rights, and suck middlemen D and send your coins to an exchange and hope that they give you something that looks like a dollar in return. That's the opposite of why crypto is invented. Crypto is invented to get rid of middlemen. And so in the Ethereum system, when you're in ERC-20, you get some really cool advantages. One, you're not getting 51% attacked like a small, smaller chain coin, like Ethereum Classic, et cetera. Two, you're plugged into DeFi. You can take out loans, you can take out leverage, you can get into stable coins, you can trade to other coins, and you can even have anonymity. And those are all amazing features. And so when you use Hex, you get all of those benefits that the Ethereum chain and other projects offer, and you get protection against inflation bugs, which XLM had one, Ravencoin had one, Bitcoin had two, Monero had one, Bitcoin had one. It's the most dangerous and widely propagated bug in all of cryptocurrency is the inflation bug which means anyone can mint as many free coins as they want, and they happen all the time. Hex is extremely resistant to that form of failure because our consensus code is locked and isolated in a contract where no one can accidentally edit it. Now, guess what systems don't Here. have that property? Bitcoin or Ethereum. Ethereum itself is not actually resistant to inflation bugs, although it has never we're getting, had a, we're getting a bit off track here. Like, I don't know what we're no, talking it's not. about. Like, Hex is more secure than Bitcoin. Explain to me yeah. how that's off track. Sure. So my point is, like, if we believe that there is a need for this digital, you know, kind of currency that people have out there, and you think that Hex is going to be the same as Bitcoin, it's the same. Let's just talk about, like, what Bitcoin has going for it and things it doesn't have going for it. What it does have going for it, obviously, it was the first one. It has the shelling point. It was, like, no, like, the first one that really kind of created this idea of digital scarcity. Problem with Hex, it was like maybe like, you know, the 20th, 50th, 100th, 10,000th one. It's very easy for somebody to they make They all outperform hack. Bitcoin. Dogecoin outperform Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. Bitcoin. Hex I mean, outperform Bitcoin. I can make Almost everything's right outperform Bitcoin. I can make so a Why point. do you like Bitcoin? Are you crazy? No, no, you I mean, 
I mean, I'm 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 not like a maxi on any specific thing. I, okay. I'm like the first. I'm just a general thinker here. So with the problem with hex, like the advantages that it has, it's like you know, it's it was well designed for its time, but now somebody can just kind of replicate the good. They things tried about that. It. Everybody's tried to knock off hex. They all go to zero. It's why the funniest price charts I've ever seen. Like they why, just why, go down how, forever. And how do you explain that? Well, uh, one, <laughs> every one of them has failed in their own special way. You know that family, like all happy families are the same, but every sad family is sad in its own unique way. Well, all the people that have tried to knock off Hex have failed in their own ways. One got rug pulled at launch by the devs, and then they launched like a new copy of it. One had an inflation bug where it minted extra free coins forever. Then they like launched a version two of it. It had an inflation bug too. These are like forks? You're three. talking about like forks? These no, are you like can't fork it. Hex? It's not open source. You can't okay. fork it. It's not open source. So These are people that design... tried to implement similar game theory in mm -hmm. their own code, and all their codes failed. Another guy tried to lock up the liquidity, and you're like, now you have infinite sell pressure, you dumb dumb. Having so, like, <laughs> so like, are, are, like, are you basically saying that like no one's going to be smart enough to create these dynamics in a new coin? Well, the, the thing the thing is like people think you can fork code, you can't fork a community, and so okay. homeboys over there calling my thing a cult, and you're like, yes, that's the best possible way to describe a likely to succeed project. I love that. Apple Jody, fans, we we, we completely Mike, agree, Richard. Jody, Jody, completely Mike, what's the way. difference between the Hicks community and the Bitcoin community? In, in terms of, I mean, you call the, the Hicks community. You called the Hicks, you, you both alluded to the fact that the Hicks community were a cult. You alluded to the fact that they were running around LA handing out leaflets to try and bring more people into Hicks. What's the difference between that and the Bitcoin community? So one of the so, biggest ones is that the Hex community, and I saw this, by the way, Richard, this movie is going to be incredible, right? The, the highest stakes. I saw the first 15 minutes of it. The production value is super high. Right. Okay, the, what's the difference? The, what's the, the, difference? Di the difference is, is that the most important thing to understand about the Hex community is that a lot of the people in the Hex community think that Richard is literally a god. <laughs> I'm a lot fat of and old. No, no, that's, that's true. They, like, literally, that's how they start this movie. The movie starts with interviewing like 20. Some of them have face tattoos. They're black. They're white. They're young. They're old. And what but do they say? Life. How do you best describe Richard? And they say God. All of them. They god, only say god, that because god, you guys god, make god. me look so good. You think you think that's why? Right? Because you demolished. Yeah, if you guys Bitcoin did a maxes. better job at representing <laughs> your goals, I would look worse. But you make Hold me on. look like a guy. Wait, wait, oh, I love you that. I love that. You guys are answering my question, Mike. Yeah, I just I just answered the question. The community yeah. thinks that he's a god. It's a religious a cult. Think, a lot of people think that Satoshi did the work of God. I'm not going to say that they think Satoshi is a god. It's but totally different, think... Rand. I'm sorry. It's totally different. That's not the same. Tell me why. Satoshi abandoned his project, bro. Abandon it. Right, that's why he's not a god. Nobody's saying that Satoshi's a god. Satoshi was a skilled developer. I've never heard one person Barely. in Bitcoin in my entire life say that they think Satoshi is a god, but yet most of your followers believe that you are a god. He's a god that walks among men. He's Eagerly got Ferraris, he's got diamonds, followers. he gives money away to charity. He's the smartest guy ever. He can call the top on every asset on the exact not day. Not every asset. Hours. I, look, I, mean, I can't okay, He walks on water. Uh, I have a slightly different answer. Like, I, I don't think it's related to like, you know, how, how people view the, the leader of the community and if that's relevant really. Like, I think in terms of like the two communities, the, the, the differences in the long term, you know, you, you have the Bitcoin community who knows that no matter what, this will always be kind of the first coin so that people will always kind of ascribe some value to it. Other coins that exist, they seem to come and go away depending on like the whims of the price. Obviously, Richard is like very proud of the price, but he also knows that having you know, 10,000 X is not going to get another 10,000 X because that is not really possible. So at some point, like those communities, like the hex community. That, see, huh? none of you guys understand what's possible. Hex only has 100,000 stakers. 
That's it. There's only 100,000 stakers. Maybe there's 106,000 now. We are pre-viral, man. You haven't seen anything yet. You know how many people got into Luna? Millions. You know how many people got into Celsius? Millions. You know how many people got into Bitcoin? Millions. You know how many people got into Ethereum? Millions. There's only 100,000 hex stakers, man. We did a 10,000x on 100,000 stakers. I don't think it's a linear scaling. I think if we had a million stakers, we would likely do more than a 10x price performance. It might be 100x, it might be 1,000 Regardless of like how big the bubble gets, right? Like the, the bubble can get bigger and bigger. Like you can you can kind of squeeze out like maybe like a little bit more out of it no, before it brother, deflates. every single yeah. metric is improving. The average stake length used to be four years. I'd brag about it. Now it's seven years. And it's just magic. It, the code works as intended. There's more liquidity than there's ever been. There's more uh, users than there's ever been. There's 100% perfect flawless operation while everything else failed. Bitcoin.org had a hack on it. I had to do an emergency live stream to worry about it. Hex.com has never had a hack on it. Hex, like Everything in our reality is perfect, but then you guys yell at me. I don't understand it. Like, What more could you possibly want from the it, thing I mean, I It's amazing. With, it's perfect. Can I, just, can I just say one thing? I do agree with Richard that for the simple thing that Hex is trying to do, which is just print... Uh, money repeatedly, right? Based on how long you you hold it and you lock it up, like it does do that. Uh, Thank you. Quite efficiently. Isn't same, so. Mike, isn't that the same as what Bitcoin does? The only thing that no. Bitcoin does reliably is is emissions. No. Yep. I, I disagree. One hundred percent. Bitcoin's the first truly decentralized monetary system. Nobody can change the rules. And and Richard's system, it's true, it works oh as God. advertised, right? But Richard controls ninety percent of the supply. Right, his 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 is not uh, staked, so that, which is which supports this thirty eight percent return for everybody else. And if at some point oh Richard God. had a change of heart, or maybe he just goes on a bender one weekend, he could start selling and dump the price back down. Right, I think I think that it, is a it very can be point. Ethereum can like, Ethereum can be changed and Hex can be changed with like just a few keystrokes, and and Bitcoin Bitcoin cannot be changed that easily. Jordy. yeah. So this is the most important point, like Richard. Whether it's him or whether there's there's somebody else that owns ninety percent of the tokens or eighty because they do get you know it goes from ninety percent down to 85, 80 percent because he's not staking so he's kind of missing out on the inflation but there is still, remember you know, when Satoshi 80... used to own all the coins and then he just yeah. got deflated over time that was crazy yeah huh? he, yeah of course like he, he's just kind of like left his over there but let's say whoever it is it's it's obviously Richard but he doesn't want, for legal reasons probably want to admit that these are these are his wallets that's totally fine I don't think that's important regardless there's somebody out there who has the ability. Whenever on a whim, because these are not staked, they are they are free tokens. They're allowed to be like you know dumped on the AMM as soon as it's like they they feel like it. It's sort of like hostage situation, you know. It's and the and the community you can even but say the it's same little... thing could happen to Bitcoin. Sorry, Jody, but true. we, we don't know where the Satoshi. Sorry, we don't know where Satoshi is and who's got the keys to his coins. Well, how how many hacks does Mount Gox have? That's five percent, right? Like uh, Satoshi has like five percent. Yeah, it's orders it's, of magnitude different, Rand. That's a really bad comparison. You shouldn't shouldn't make that. How comparison. much Ethereum does Mt. Gox have? Mm. Poor how Bitcoin. Bye bye huh? Bitcoin. One percent. New lows. Eleven K and pray. How is one percent the same as eighty percent? I mean, the reality is Bitcoin's the world crazy. is in his hand when it comes to hex. Like the maybe it's not Richard. Maybe it's somebody else who owns. All these tokens, right? Right? Guys, your, your parade of imaginary okay. horribles is awesome. We're still up 70x versus Ethereum, 250x versus Bitcoin, 1,000x versus the dollar. I don't know what more you want. Well, Terra okay. was up a lot more than Bitcoin, too. I want to stop, stop, stop this Hex discussion. Let's just get straight to the point. Please. You guys are willing to take a bet. Five years from now, Hex is going to be lower than what it is. Richard, you're saying they're dreaming. What are the stakes? I, I just... Look, I can never predict what the, the hex price is going to do because it is an illiquid market. Anyone could pump it to insane levels by injecting, you know, 10, 20, 100 million bucks, which there's floating all around crypto. And anyone could dump the heck out of it. You know, some guy just unstaked uh, half a billion hex yesterday 
and then restaked it for 366 days. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know why he picked 366 days, but everyone's sitting there chewing their fingernails, you know, wondering what this guy's going to do. So volatility is the price that you pay for the world's best performing asset. And you prefer more upside volatility. And historically, dips and hacks have been buying opportunities. We've dipped 60, 70, 80, 90% a bunch of times. You know, this is our like dip number 15 or 16 in two and a half or a thousand days, which is like almost. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to like give a discount. I don't, I don't need today's price. I'm willing to do like 50% of today's price, like even in even 50%. So like in five years, it's not going to be 50% of today's price. Yeah, I, I, I would sense. hope, I would hope that you guys could just execute these trades using DeFi if you put some thought into it. There, why, there are, you, why won't you take the bet, Rich? Because if I take these guys' money, now I have a new thing to talk to my accountant about. I have enough stuff to talk to my accountant about. I don't need these guys' money. Like I made more money, money on my watches and just sitting on would them. You than, give them money the they, would you give them money if they were right? Are you kidding? Bro, what's my reputation worth? Do you know why no one, you know why the only people in the world that complain about me are people who have never done business with me? He's here talking about audiovisual scams. People whose car stereos I installed with Audio Ecstasy are still jamming and rocking those amazing stereos I've installed for them. They all got amazing products with amazing warranties and amazing prices. I've always operated wonderful businesses, and all of my customers have come back to do more business with me, which is why it is so sad to me to hear people lie to my face about me saying things that are blatantly false. Like I sold longevity pills. No, I never did. I raised money for a charity called the Sense Foundation, the same Sense Foundation that Vitalik has given $8 million to, the same Sense Foundation that Sam Bankman-Fried of Alameda FTX has given money to, but I just found it years before they did. I volunteered for them in 2006. So I give money to a charity and then I'm demonized and told that I've been selling anti-aging pills. It's disgusting to me. I oh, install great car stereos for people and I'm demonized and told that I've scammed people with audiovisual stuff. I've got a great I just idea. installed a bidet for my mom. Did I scam my mom into butt health? I hate you, you guys. Do you like, still do audio? Do you still do audio visual? Like me. Do you I still do audio visual, Richard? Because oh, I need. Listen, to I just I just gave my buddy a seventy-seven inch television and helped him load it. Okay, okay. help him grab it, help load it up. Stereo, if I bring my I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. You don't need to take their money. They'll give their money to a to a, to a foundation, the same foundation that you that you. I'm you, not you, making. I'm not making bets on the price, man. Okay, so this is Elon Musk stuff. Securities and Exchange Commission doesn't want. Founders of things manipulating the price of things. Okay, that's why they're angry when Elon says stuff about going public at 420. That's why they're angry about Elon when he talks about liquidating shorts. Okay, I'm an awesome founder. I don't make price predictions and hacks. I never have. I never will. I'm a better founder because of that. And this betting stuff that you're trying to lure me into is of a similar vein. Oh, Richard made a bet, so we should probably. Okay, okay. He doesn't want to do it. it. He, and and he, just he, before he you launched Hex, he said it was going to go up a million percent. So he did make. A prediction that ended up coming true. You were right, Richard. You you made a, a prediction. Just admit it, it. was you made a prediction. It was, was a right. possibility, and it yeah, can do it I heard, again. I, I, and I, I will. Saw the I will state, you said it was going to go up a million percent, and it went up. It was designed to. for you. But F one cars are designed to win. Most yep. don't. And Bitcoin so is designed to go up over multiple decades as well. Right, let's move. Yeah. Let's move. Let's move on to something else. I want to spend a couple of minutes on it, and that's Pulse Chain. Thank you. Let's move on to Pulse Chain. Thank God. Um, I, th I don't think we're going to get any further on Hex uh, today. I agree. I think we let's covered move, it. Let's move on to Pulse Chain. So sure. um, I think for those of you who don't know what it is, you're forking Ethereum in its yeah. in its, in its well, it's already forked. Space. It's already yep. forked. You when can go get, play. When are we getting a Pulse Chain launch? When can we expect Pulse Chain to launch? You like gaming? The best game on the blockchain right now is called the Pulse Chain Testnet. You got a copy of all your coins sitting over there that you can trade back and forth, put them in liquidity, lock them up, do whatever you want with them, trade them for other coins. It's all free, literally free. 
So you go to PulseChain.com. All your coins are sitting there as long as you had coins on the Ethereum network, say, eight or nine months ago. Now, why isn't it main, in mainnet yet? Because my developers are too good. And whereas my A team of developers thought we were ready to go to market, my B team, or backwards, uh, they looked at it and said, no, we got to fix this. We got to fix that. We got to fix this. It turns out the blockchain software sucks, all of it. And when you dig into it and you start reading the error logs, everything has a lot of problems. So for instance, Ethereum. Ethereum just had a huge problem where everyone that would shut off their node would get a corrupt database. Oops, oopsie. And then you look at things like Polygon and you're like, oh, look, Polygon's got validators they can't get rid of. Oh, that sucks. And then you look at BSC and they, you're like, there's so many bugs and errors and problems with Ethereum itself and other forks of Ethereum that my devs aren't comfortable with releasing unless they're fixed. And so, you know, it's like we have to just wait until it's done. So the test network's fine now. It's fun now. But we're not going to have the same problems everyone else has because we're putting more diligence into fixing them. And just how like many people, how many people are working on it right now? I've got like 14 devs now, but a lot of but you, you have to understand, like when you bring on a new dev, it takes them months before they can start being useful because this stuff is very complicated. I mean, the whole Geth team that all of Ethereum operates on has five guys, five total. So all those other developers in Ethereum are just actually putting extra load on those guys and they're being crushed with even more extra load because of the Ethereum to merge stuff. And so other teams that are trying to implement alternative clients, such as Aragon, are cutting a lot of corners and, and having to do a lot of things they probably don't want to do to try and rush stuff to get ready for the merge because everyone wants this merge. Now, here's what people don't understand about the merge. You will not get cheaper fees. You will not get extra capacity. You will not get faster blocks. And All you will get... It's proof of stake and reduced emissions on Ethereum. Yes. Ethereum will come deflationary. I think we know that. I, I, I don't want to go too much in, into the merge. Most so people don't with, know that. With 14, so, people, 14 people working on this, are we talking another month? Are we talking another three months? Bro, month? every estimate I've ever given has been wrong, and I don't think that will ever change. I don't. It's, it's like when they're done with it, they're done with it. They don't know how long it takes. I don't know how long it takes, but eventually it will be done. I will die on this hill. Like Pulse Chain will launch. Like I, I care greatly about it. It's just, it's software, man. Everyone's software has always been late. Everybody and across every industry. When's the last time you heard about on-time software? No, I, must say, I must say, I don't think you're right. Cardano has never been late. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get so much shit for this. You're going to get so much shit for Good this, one. Man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, want, I want Pulse to launch yeah. more than anyone. I really do. Yeah, of course you do. Because obviously, like, you know, first it was supposed to be like beating Ethereum to proof of stake. It was supposed to be the one that was going to well, beat it to market, but it's not beating it to market. That's no, but 12 days you, away. You have to understand. See, that's misleading. Mm -hmm. If it were reducing fees, I would care more. If it were giving you free coins, I would care more because those are our two claims to fame. What do people want? They want lower fees on the ETH main chain. We're going to help that happen by building out extra supply. They want free coins. We're giving out free coins. People care about free coins and lower fees. All that other stuff, they don't really care about that much. I guess unless okay, you're I mean, a miner and you're being put out of business. Let's go, let's go through the list of the things that you said. Okay, so proof of stake, you know, obviously they're already doing that. That's fine. Proof of They're work. trying to. Sure. Now you have other They could forks. fail at launch, man. Right. Do you, I mean, do you think, Jordi, before you go on, Rich, what mm -hmm. do you think? Do you think Ethereum merge that happens in two weeks' time, smooth or problems? Brother, I know too much. So I know too much about software to make any type of secure statement about that. Software is hell. And, the, you know, I really don't know. 
I, I'll, so I care about price more than anything. So if, when I look at blockchains, if they pause, okay, fine, they paused. Everyone can survive that unless you're getting liquidated off chain and then you care a lot. But if you're not getting liquidated on ch off chain, you're not getting liquidated on chain, you don't have like timing based on margin, then okay, the, the network paused, fine. You can survive that. But when you have things that change history, like uh, eclipse attacks or someone mined a secret blockchain in parallel and then just surprise dumped it on you at once, like there's all these classifications of attacks against consensus networks, which I feel like, for instance, the inflation bug. I'm not okay with inflation bugs where anyone can mint as many free coins as they want. I'm not okay with history being changed where people thought they got paid, but then they didn't. Um, but like pauses, I am okay with. And so, you know, when I look at the Ethereum merge, if it screws up, I think it's just going to be a pause. And then people with margin positions will get screwed, but I don't have margin positions. So yay for me. And then I think that the, the, as far as price goes, it's going to release a lot of extra supply, 10% of the supply stake that will be able to be sold on market. So that's a huge buy the rumor, sell the news event, as far as I'm concerned, combined with extreme weakness in Bitcoin. You know, I'm not bullish Ethereum. I'm not bullish Bitcoin. I'm not bullish crypto in general. Maybe Hex might maybe be okay because it dipped so hard already, right? Like it did a 95% dip. Usually coins that don't have inflation bugs, like Luna was able to do multiple 95% dips because it was exponentially increasing its supply on the way down. Most altcoins do not do that. Dogecoin doesn't do that. Hex doesn't do that. You know, our, our, our supply is not tied to our price. And that's why we do don't own, have that. Do you own any other crypto other than Hex and Pulse Chain? I never talk about my coins. Uh, Jordy, you had a question. Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to like finish up on this Pulse Chain thing because uh, obviously like, you know, this thing is being like hyped and you sacrifice. You have these like amazing words you're sacrificing for the good of, you know, all, all these loaded terms. I mean, and that's cool. But ultimately, what but it was supposed surely, to be, what it was supposed to be huh? is just, surely we know the sacrificing is just a way to get around way to get around regulation because if you say that you're investing then it becomes an investment contract but if you say that you're sacrificing it's not surely i mean we know that we're, we're all smart enough to know that right yeah these are like romantic words i, I love them i mean the, you know the marketing is great i have no problem with marketing but let's just look at what we're doing we're doing a, an ethereum fork which like theoretically if there were no other ethereum forks there was just one ethereum and you're the only one that's ever done a fork you know, we have seen that these things, you know, they do always get 10% of the original. Like we saw that with SushiSwap, with Uniswap, there is some value to fork. But how many forks do we have? You know, we have BSC. They We've never fork. seen a fork like this. Well, the difference we is including all, state. Right? We, we haven't seen it, right? Okay, we have. Well, we can go use we, it. You use a test right. it now, but we are about to get, bridge money into it. We are about to get at least one Justin Sun proof of work fork, possibly more proof of work forks. They will keep state. So you will get more tokens exactly the same as you have. You'll get a USDC token that no longer has a dollar backing it because Circle will not let you get a dollar for it, but you will just get a USDC token on some other chain. This isn't, is not going to be like Isn't Ethereum one. Classic taking all the the, uh, the Ethereum miners that are going to be left out from the uh, the merge? It, it, it cannot possibly. Isn't that why it uh, went up in it, price so much? Because Barry Shilbert bought it? <laughs> it went up a little bit, but it cannot absorb all those miners. There's not enough... Money I hope it doesn't. I hope all those miners let gamers play games with their video cards again and stop destroying the environment to propagate a, a 
you, you do not need to destroy the environment to operate a consensus network. I wish the world would quit doing proof of work. I wish Bitcoin would yeah. quit doing proof of work. Bitcoin mining does not destroy I, the environment. Bitcoin mining, that's a total, total. Like, You're I, speaking I to a Bitcoin miner. Yeah, I, I, look, I don't want to grab that. Mean, mining I, equipment does not create a Bitcoin miner. Really it's one Bitcoin of the miner. cleanest large industries in the world. It's getting cleaner all the time, right? Like this is total bullshit. Have you ever mined Bitcoin? Total bullshit. I have. Have you? I'm on the board of a publicly traded miner. We have huge operations in British Columbia. Right, so like I, I watch, I'm watching these things being built. It's 99% renewable energy coming from hydro. Richard doesn't know anything about large scale industrial scale mining. At all. Time, I don't want to go back to this. He argument. doesn't know anything about it. Let's Richard knows nothing. Time. He knows nothing about, about large scale. Let's talk about costs. I'm not here to like defend like Ethereum. Yeah, but, but look, if he's going to go, the no, no, entire Mike, Bitcoin Mike, space. Mike, please, let's finish the, the pulse chain discussion. We, we are limited. Okay, but he's got to stop making false claims about Bitcoin mining. Otherwise, he he's the false claim master what? no no you you got to stop making false claims buddy there's no reason to have this car i can't let listen that stand. 75 percent off, off of bitcoin mining is renewable 25 percent is not can you it's stop going, yelling it's now going to 100 percent. okay great no that's amazing cool. all right, all right. Any, any comments on pulse chain before i move on to the last topic i really do i have a topic that i really want to speak to richard about any more thoughts on pulse chain uh, i think it's going to change everything I think it's really going to change everything. I think it's going to lower the Ethereum fees. I think it's going to take a lot of Ethereum users off of Ethereum and put them on Pulse Chain because really all anyone cares about is the ticker and someplace to trade it that has liquidity. That's all they care about. And so you're going to have the same code someplace else. And, you know, there's this PulseX system that's got an incentive token that rewards people to bridge over their ERC-20s to pair them with their PRC-20 counterparts. And if you know anything about providing liquidity, your enemy is illiquid. Your, your enemy is impermanent loss. And so if you have two things that are literally the same code, literally the same ticker, you're less likely to have the price move in crazy amounts versus each other, I think. We'll see. And then you'll have less impermanent loss. And then it could be like the world's best yield farming thing because you've never had less impermanent loss because it's not like coin versus dollar or coin versus ETH or coin versus Bitcoin. It's coin versus itself. It's yeah, I mean, just my, my last word on, on Pulse Chain, like it was a good idea maybe, but it's been way too slow to the market. It's too late now. There's nothing new going on. Proof of stake, it's already happening. Forks that keep state exactly as it is. So you get, we're going to have a lot of forks out there that are keeping state. That's nothing new. There's there's really like nothing, you know, okay. low fees, low fees. I mean, come on, how many alternative, we have L2s, Polygon, Avalanche. How many like places have low fees? That's not new either. There's nothing new. There's just nothing Okay, uh, uh, we got you guys. In the interest of time, Rich, I want to bring up one more thing, and and, and I mean, this is this is actually something that 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 I'm actually very curious about. So I've known you for a long time. I think the first time that we met was on my CNBC show, and I think that was in about 2017. And I always found you a very interesting guy. Thanks, um, man. You had watches in the background, I think, at the time, and you, in, in fact, you had the candles in the background. You had the, they had the big candle thing. Million dollar Rolex Daytona oh. Rainbow. Million dollars of Bulgari. So that's a, this is a question. This is a question I want to ask you, know, and, and I'm asking this um, not facetiously. I'm asking this mm -hmm. to you very respectfully. What mm -hmm. happened between then and now that you find the urge to flex so much with material with, with materialistic items? So I mean, like, I, I mean, would you agree with me? Would you agree with me that your level of flash is unparalleled? Probably. I, I don't think I've ever seen a level pretty of close. Flash. No, pretty close. <laughs> It's pretty close. I mean, look, I must say, I, I stumbled. Richard on, Hart here, stumbled, my brand new. I stumbled on your Instagram account the other day. I mean, you, people have to follow the Instagram account. It's, it's, it is. Thank you. Rolls Royce, calling in black. 
and I paid 700,000 for wearing my million dollar Daytona rainbow. Look at that. How beautiful. Look at that gradient. Look at how perfect the gradient is. Mm. Also wearing my million dollar Bulgari Serpenti set here. This is what actually well made amazing flawless jewelry looks like. Okay, so I mean that's one. I'm going to show you my personal favorite. There is one here, which is which is <laughs> I, I do have a personal favorite. Um, Installing the toilet? I, no, no, no. It's actually not the toilet. It's it's the uh, weightlifting one. It's, I, I, I hope oh, I've nice. got it. It's the right. where, where do I find the weightlifting one? Oh God, I don't know, man. It's a good it, question. It is to me. To there me, it is, right there. Up, up, up a little bit. Right there, on the one? left. Well, yeah, the uh, left, far left. This yeah. is my, my personal favorite. <laughs> deadlifting that's shopping yeah someone someone made that the deadlifts are real the shopping bags are actually they, they get pretty heavy so you know life's not fair and everyone has more followers than me people that have stolen people's money have bankrupted people have been fraudulent have been misleading have done great harm in the world have more followers than me uh i think duquan has more followers than me i think three hours capital guy uh, suzu has more followers than me I think a lot of uh, scammers, this guy named Ben Baller, he said all my watches were fake. He said uh, the, my, the, my SF90,000 horsepower is slower than a 765 LT. It's not. He says it's slower than a Senna and a quarter mile. No, it's not. You know, this guy just says all these lies. He's got more followers than me and sells people an advisory service on how to gamble to make a secondary income. Sports gambling. Wow. What a piece of trash. So all these scumbags have more followers than me. Now, why is that? Is it because they designed better products? Nope. Is it because they got better returns? Nope. Is it because they called the top of the day? Nope. Called the watch top as well. No. And so I did everything I could that in a just and fair world would lead me to glory, that would lead me to greatness. My voice would be amplified because I was right about everything forever. But that's not how it worked out. Instead, the scumbags that are louder and more rambunctious and more controversial, they get the audience. And the good, honest person doing the honest work doesn't. And so you get rewarded for being abrasive. You get rewarded for being a prick. And what's oh, man, the, if what's you're going to reward me for being a prick, I guess I'm going to have to learn to be good at it. But what's the reward? I mean, it, it, do you measure your, your value? You allude to the fact that they beat you or that they yeah. got unjustly beat. Because, and they're still beating me. Because more people will follow still have. You. Yes. I, I'm trying to fix the world, literally all of it. If you go to my oldest YouTube videos, it's me teaching you how to give better apologies, have better relationships, drink less, work out more, do a lot of things that I've found hard to do in my life, but I know tactically how to do them right if you've got the balls and the willpower to do them. You know, Michael Jordan's coach couldn't dunk on him, but I bet he was able to help Michael Jordan do a lot better at the game. So, you know, I want to fix the world. I want to fix politics. I want to fix medicine. I want to fix longevity and aging. And I can't do that unless other people participate. I want young kids to go on the right lifestyles. I want people that do business to go into the right things. You know, I, I want to make the world a better place. And I can only do that if people know that I exist and are willing to hear the message and respect me enough to follow it. And so I hit them with the flash. I hit them with the, the blah, 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 whatever. Look at this. Look at that. Look how cool I am. I hit them with the anger. I steal the significance from them. They have to give it to me. I have the world's biggest diamond. You don't. I have $10 million of watches. You don't. And I'm up on money on them. Uh, I designed something that has a, a flawless operation. Let me ask you and then question. when they're angry, I can lead them to greatness. Let me ask you a question. If you had, if, if before this, you had 2 million followers, 5 million followers, 10 million followers. It's not enough. 20 it's million. Enough. 20 million followers. I mean, look, Elon's got what? 
100 million 100 million okay but it's not enough if you and had yeah. a, if you had 100 million followers let's just mm -hmm. would you still would you still dress like this would you still uh, i would be happy to rotate into any superior behavior if someone could show it to me i have not found a way to on-ramp new users to my brand and to my things that i like and and to to leading better lives you know people that participate in hex they stop being suicidal because they have something to look forward to now look it's probably not everybody but it's way more than my books got done i wrote self-help books to save people's lives and it did far less than the currency did people that used to be suicidal now have something to look forward to in the future and they stopped being suicidal i never predicted that that's wild to me and so like if I find a better, I would love to not have to dress like a clown all the time. It's actually hard to find things that don't match. I was going to ask you, I mean, do you think that this looks cool? Like, do you, like, do you, when you This outfit looks pretty cool. This outfit looks pretty fire. Because baby blue goes with red, and this thing over here is red. And I've got red in the jewelry. Like, And the rainbow here goes with the rainbow there. There's a lot of really good matchy-matchy color scheme going on with this particular outfit. A lot of the stuff I wear looks like pure trash. This looks pretty good. This one, I mean, like this outfit over here. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It, okay. So, 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 so nice calves, though. So you, do, so, so you do acknowledge that it does look pretty dumb sometimes. I look pretty gay in that one with the the, the Baker hat there. <laughs> oh, that oh. one looks terrible too. I had a black eye. Yeah, I said the fashion police arrested me. That's a bad one. That, okay, that so, really is. So this is what, so this is what I wanted to ask you because even the Richard Hart that I knew mm -hmm. wouldn't feel comfortable wearing shit like this. No, but I dressed up like Dracula back then. I always dressed extravagantly. Now it's just more monogram. I, I, the stuff I wore back then was cooler, actually. So like top hat plus purple satin, you know, plus Dracula coat actually looks cooler than even what I'm wearing now. What would you wear? What would you wear if 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 so, none of this mattered? If you had a hundred million sure. followers and none of this it was a black t-shirt, I just wear a black t-shirt all the time. Um, it's easy. Just reach in your closet; it's always there. And that's what I wear in my private life. I just wear a black t-shirt all the time. Hides the fat rolls. You know, you're never going to get sweat marks. Not that I sweat very much anyway. My deodorant's like miraculous. You'll never, if you touch your armpit and then keep showering, it stops all the other water from getting into your body. You're like, ah, I can't ever touch that area. Apparently, you can put uh, Botox under your underarms and you don't sweat. My I didn't wife know that. So, yeah, Crazy. Imagine the, if you couldn't wave to anyone. Like, hey, time. man. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'll, I'll teach you guys about fashion real quick for your own lives. Fashion used to be about making something that looked good and you could just get a nice tailored suit and some nice shoes and you'd be fine. But that doesn't make you stand out. You can't tell whether the suit is from uh, Marshall's or it's from uh, Tom Ford. You can't tell the difference. You have to be on top of it to look at the texture. You have to be on top of it to, to, to see the detail. And so what I do is I make up for that with monogram larger monogram is better so if you look at this check print you can tell this is a burberry check print from 30 yards but if i were to wear a very black kind of gucci print or fendi or givenchy or balmain or whatever you would have to be on top of me and most people don't even realize how much that stuff costs and people have lost the relationship between value and cost and they just assume cost is value and therefore when i say something costs more to them it's more valuable even if it's made like a piece of trash, even if I'm sweating to death, even if it Why? barely fits. Why that, do you think this is the price I'm willing to pay to get more well, users in my life? Why do you think that people like Doquan, CZ, Vitalik, and even much smaller people, like much smaller people, got so many more followers and so many more following than you did? 
before you did before you you had to buy the lambos and the watch and the snake Maybe it's because i'm fat and old i don't know life's not fair bro you know like i don't know i i wish i i hope i think that i finally figured it out like i think i've cracked it like i'm on ramping maybe five or six hundred users a day now across all the platforms you can go to socialblade.com and look these numbers up i think i'm putting on like 350 a day on uh on twitter maybe half that on youtube and half of that on uh, instagram i haven't even hit TikTok yet you know the more people that listen to me the better the world is going to be because i've been right and right and right and right and right and I have everyone's best interest at heart. Look, I've been retired for 20 years. I don't have to do any of these things I'm doing. I'm doing them for glory to make don't other people's think, lives better. Don't you think that people are being, I won't say cheated, but like, I won't say scammed either. But like, if I'm following you because you're wearing Louis Vuitton and Burberry and, and uh, Burberry necklaces and stuff like that, but that's not really who you are and you feel uncomfortable wearing it. Don't you think that's a bit all you got? All you got to do is listen to one or two live streams or read my book. It's going to become very obvious to you. It's just like when he said Hex was advertised as a low risk CD. You're like, nope. Says right there on the website, everything goes down 85, 90%. Says it's nothing like a bank CD. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that tells you the truth about stuff because I don't need to lie. It's just like Bitcoin. I don't need to lie about it. The price went up 690 million percent. It's good enough. I don't need to pretend that it has features it doesn't. I don't yeah, need to Mike, pretend you, you, you were a bit outdated on the CD thing. So they used to say it was a CD. That was like the pitch. And then they realized, well, that could be a security. So now they've kind of done a 180. Now it's not a, it's not a CD. The, the new marketing is Hex is not a CD. So that's the new thing now. All right, guys, that's all we have time for. I'm not going to let it get into that argument. Listen, it's been rough. It's been tough to moderate, but it's been when, When's the Bitcoin bottom, guys? 11K in price, says Richard Hart, and has been saying it for over a year and a half. And when? Sorry, and when? So 11K, but when? I, I think it'll stop when they stop raising rates. I think as long as they raise rates, watch prices will go down, stock prices will go down, house prices will go down, and the Bitcoin price will go down. And it won't stop going down until he stops raising the rates. All right. So All right, I'll, I'll put hopefully my number three out. to six months. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, so do you put your number seven, out? 17. When? Say uh, a little bit earlier than that, not not three to six in the next in the next. You, you, did you say the bottom was seventeen k? Yeah. Okay. You really okay. think you're going to have a bump and run bottom, like two thousand and? I think it's going to try to retest the lows, and it's not going to break through. Okay. I mean, Mike, that's what happened in twenty eighteen. I, I think hex will be hex will be below one cent. Uh, by no, 2025. We're talking about yeah, no, I'm all, I'm only interested in hex. If he doesn't want to make a bet with me on hex, I'm not commenting on on Bitcoin. This is a circus clown. All right, listen, guys, 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 I love you guys madly. Thank you. It's been hard. It's been fun. It's been amazing. Uh, I've got to let you guys go. So thank you so, so, so much. Richard, thank you, Mike. Thank pleasure, you, George. Pleasure. Thank you. Banter fam and hexicons, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you're still here, subscribe to our channel. Smash the like button. Let everyone know what's happening. And then just one last time, let's give some love to our sponsors, NordVPN. They are the VPN for... Um, for crypto users, they are the only one that I would use, to be honest. Um, they, they, NordVPN does hide your IP address, allows you to really be anonymous in crypto, to surf anonymously. Also keeps your crypto safe from hackers. Now, like the worst thing that you can do now is you survive the whole bear market is have your crypto wallet hacked. So sign up for a VPN, two euro 88 per month. That's how cheap it is. Use the, the, the referral link below. Give them love and we can carry on bringing you guys uh, these kind of banters. So with that, Sheldon and I are on the way to the red light district. I'm taking Sheldon to the red light district. It was his birthday yeah, yesterday. Yeah. That was a good show. <laughs> that was a really good show. Like it was entertaining. Yeah.
Sheldon's been sitting on the bed the whole time listening to the show. So we'll see you guys. We're going to go for a little bit of a walk in Amsterdam. If you're here, we're at the W Hotel. Come say hello. Uh, we probably will have a meetup. I'm going to speak to Sheldon now about when we're going to do the meetup. I'll see you guys again. Sheldon may do a stream tomorrow if anything happens on the market. He may, he may do a stream tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll see you guys again on Monday. Until then, have fun. Trade well, my friends. That was fun. That was fun. Good that stuff, was, man. It's good fun. seeing you again, bro. It's been a while. Have fun in Amsterdam, man. Yeah, bro, okay, so, so I take it you're not around, right? So that, uh, I take it. No, I'm not near there. I'm okay. not near there. All right.